Today, we're diving a little bit deeper into how to hold the both and. Welcome to the Fierce Authenticity Podcast, where we're illuminating and dismantling all of the ways supremacy culture has impacted our relationships with ourselves, with source, and with others. Not just the overt ways, like racism, sexism, ageism, alcoholism, and all the other isms, but also the sneaky, cunning ways you wouldn't have thought of, like perfectionism, imposter syndrome, judgment, burnout, the not enoughs, and the hustle to achieve. I'm your hostess, Sharani M. Batuk, and I'm a relationship therapist, leadership development consultant, and author of the book series, Fierce Authenticity. Whether you're a returning listener or you're new here, I want to extend a very warm welcome to you and invite you to connect with me through the Fierce Authenticity newsletter community. If you're ready to rise above an inherited systematic invasion rooted in fear and lack so that you can calm and refocus those energies towards reclaiming a fiercely authentic personal relationship grounded in an abundance and love that is so radiant all your other relationships are elevated with you, then this is the space for you. I invite you to visit www.fierceauthenticity.com slash connect to join me. I'm so excited that you're here. And now let's dive in. Welcome back to the podcast. I am excited that you're here with me tuning in for another episode. And I just want to share my heart with you first. Thank you so much for showing up week after week, episode after episode, and tuning in. Your being here and your receiving the messages here is you participating in the healing of humanity. You know, we have been traumatized over 5,500 years, and that trauma has been one of supremacy culture, superiority and inferiority, one group being superior while another group being inferior. And these traumas were never addressed. And so by you suiting up and showing up and tuning in week after week to receive these healing transmissions, you are doing your part and you are participating in the creation of our new humanity. And I want to thank you for that. I want to honor you for that. And it truly is just a gift and a pleasure and an honor to be invited into your time and space anytime you do choose to tune in. Time is a valuable resource and one that we don't get back. So every time you share time with me, I'm truly grateful. So thank you so much for being here. I truly do mean it when I say, I'm so glad you're here. And now last week, we started talking about this thinking, this very 
supremacy culture-based systems of oppression-based thinking of the either-or, the binary, that you have to choose one or the other. And last week, we were speaking about it in the context of that a lot of times when faced with the decision of being authentic or being attached, we as humans will choose to be attached rather than be authentic. And there really are neurobiological reasons why we do this. And it comes down to our social brain, The human brain is wired for connection. The human brain is wired for love and belonging. That's the mammalian brain. It's the social emotional brain. It's just how we're wired. And what we've been taught under systems of oppression and supremacy culture is that we have to choose one or the other. Either or. Black, white. And when we do that, we miss the entire rainbow spectrum of colors that comes in between black and white. And when we do that, we're really missing our full potential and the full potential that life has to offer. So last week, we started talking about the both and, and I had invited you to think about What might it be like if you were to conduct an experiment around when faced with a choice, when faced with a decision, what if you didn't have to choose the either or option? What if you could choose the both and option? And so I hope you had an opportunity to do that experiment and to participate in that invitation that I made. And you know what? If you did, go ahead and send me a DM on Instagram at Sharani M. Batuk and let me know how that worked out for you. Just what was it like to practice the both and? So today we're going to take it a little bit deeper and look at, well, how do we choose the both and? How do we remove ourselves from the chaos and the confusion, which are also effects of supremacy's conditioning? (laughs) So how do we remove ourselves from the chaos and the confusion and pull ourselves out of that so that we can see what's at play, what's operating, what choices we have, and how we can choose the both and. So I want to use a story to paint a picture for you. Back in the day, I used to have a really hard time being authentic. I grew up in a family that was heavily impacted by systems of trauma and oppression, or actually a family system that was heavily impacted by systems of oppression, thereby having experienced significant trauma. and. As a result, I learned that I couldn't trust myself. I couldn't trust my own intuition, couldn't trust my authenticity, couldn't trust my gut feeling, couldn't trust myself to be who God created me to be. Because that's what trauma does to us. 
and systems of supremacy and systems of oppression are set up to traumatize us. So I learned that it wasn't safe to be me. I learned to disconnect from my intuition and to not show up in my authenticity because that's what we do. Again, humans have two survival needs. Attachment with others, in particular our caregivers, early on, and authenticity, attachment to ourselves. When faced with a decision of attachment to others or authenticity and my attachment with myself, well, I'd learned it wasn't safe to be who I am. And so I chose attachment or connection with others at my own expense at the expense of my authenticity. I used to wander through the world looking good on the outside. I was the straight-A student. I was actually fifth in my class of like 580 people in high school with more than a 4.0 GPA, went to college, got the good grades. I mean, I had my shit together at least from the outside. Because on the inside, I had no idea who I was, who I am, (laughs) really, at that time. It was a question of not knowing who I am. Today, I can look back at it and say it's who I was. But back then, it was very much an experience of not knowing who I am. So I used to literally wander around from group to group, never showing who I actually am because I didn't know who I was. And I used to adapt to whatever it was that you liked. It was whatever you wanted to do. It was whatever the group decided. And though I was strong-willed, stubborn, and strong-headed, still am, (laughs) and I expressed my opinions On the inside, I would still choose to go along with whatever others wanted. And as long as I was doing that, I was choosing to be attached over being authentic. And so that's an example of back in the day when I used to operate from the either or, from the binary of thinking I had to choose either being authentic or being attached. And now mind you, as I deepened into my own personal healing, and as I deepened into my own practices, that started to change. And I could start to show up as more and more authentically myself. I could express my opinions without having to make you wrong and make myself right. Because back in the day when I was operating under that binary, that's the conditioning of systems of supremacy and oppression, I used to operate from that, well, you're wrong, I'm right. Or if I'm wrong, you're right. And there has to be a winner and a loser. And that's operating under that system of supremacy and those oppressive systems. And so there was a time where I used to operate that way. And as I deepened into my own healing, as I 
did the therapy and the energy healing and the ancestral and intergenerational healing and the past life healing and, you know, all the things that I share about through the practices of fierce authenticity, then I started to be able to trust that I could be myself. I started to embrace the parts of me that I was too afraid to embrace. And I also started to become less fearful of what others might think or say. And now that hasn't fully been resolved within me, I'm not going to lie, because I am still human and I am still wired for the same connection and belonging. And so there are definitely times where, you know, I have to check in with myself if something I'm doing or saying or not doing or saying might be motivated by the thought that if I allow myself to show up authentically here, I risk the safety of attachment and being in relationship and in community. And that's okay because today it's an actual conscious practice and a conscious choice that I get to make rather than the way it used to be in the past where it was completely unconscious and running my life and I had no idea that it was happening. And so as I deepened into my healing and my practices, I started to show up as, well, first of all, I started to learn more of who I am. And then I started to show up more authentically as who I am. And little by little, I started learning that I don't have to choose either being authentic or being attached. That I could choose both authenticity and attachment. And a good example of this actually is when my husband and I were dating early on when I went through a very deep and profound healing experience. It was truly a dark night of the soul that put me on this path and this journey, this place that you see me today is a result of that dark night of the soul that occurred and the deep and profound healing that happened as a result of it as I moved through that. And it was actually what put me on the course of embracing the gifts that I have and what I've been blessed with. And I had embarked upon training for an energy medicine, an energy healing program. And I really thought it was going to be woo-woo and crazy, and I didn't understand. And I knew for sure that he would not understand, that he would think it was woo-woo and it was crazy and it was weird and, and all this other stuff. So for the longest, I didn't allow myself to express those parts of me in my relationship. And little by little, as I grew and I continued to engage in the practices and I continued to heal and I continued to move through it, it dawned upon me that if I wasn't bringing this part of me to the relationship, then I wasn't bringing myself to the relationship at all. And that's the sad and unfortunate reality of a lot of us. A lot of us are moving through this life and moving through this world thinking that we have to choose between being authentic or being attached. And when we do that, we stay in the place that supremacy culture wants us to stay in, that systems of oppression want us to remain in, which is 
not being authentically attached and authentically connected and authentically in relationships. Because when we're only bringing a part of ourselves to the relationship and leaving another part of us behind, we're not showing up in our whole and full selves. And that's whole, W-H-O-L-E, not H-O-L-E. And that's a really important distinction that I often like to make because, and this feels like a whole topic for another day, what systems of oppression has done, what systems of supremacy culture has done is created a great big hole, H-O-L-E, inside of us that we are so desperately trying to fill with anything outside of us, whether that be other people, places, achievements, or things, whether it be substances or shopping or eating or relationships or whatever it might be, we have this huge God-shaped hole inside of us that we are seeking to fill with all of these things outside of ourselves, these experiences, these achievements, these accolades outside of us, because we're forgetting that we're already whole, W-H-O-L-E. And quite frankly, that's what the practices of fierce authenticity are. It's to support you in removing anything that serves as a block or a barrier to you fully owning, understanding, embodying, and expressing your wholeness. Because your wholeness is your authenticity. So coming back to the story, I used to show up leaving this part of me out of the relationship. And I realized that, wow, if I leave that part of me out, I'm really not showing up in the fullness of who I am to this relationship. And that does a disservice not only to me, but it also does a disservice to him. Because then he is not getting to see me for all of who I am. He's not getting to know me in my wholeness. He's only getting to know a part of me. So as I strengthened and as I continued to go through my healing and to fortify myself with these practices, I allowed myself to show up more fully as who I am. And the most interesting thing happened. The more I took ownership of who I am and the more I chose to be authentic to me, the more it didn't matter whether he accepted me or not. And the beauty that transpired when I chose my attachment with myself and chose my authenticity, and detached from the outcome of how I would be received, it actually only strengthened the attachment and the bond between him and me. So I didn't have to choose between authenticity or attachment because In my choosing authenticity, I got to experience a deeper attachment, a deeper connection, and a greater sense of belonging because I had first and foremost 
started to belong within me. And that is an example of what's possible and how we do this. And next week, we're going to have our next guest on the podcast. It's going to be Cristina de Los Angeles. And we're going to be speaking about relationships and attachment and human design as a way of connection, as a way of understanding, and as a way of embracing our authenticity. And in the meantime, if you'd like more episodes between now and then, I'm feeling called to mention that the conversations I had, one, with my dear friend Robin Morning in season one of the podcast, there was a conversation we had, I believe the title is Safety is in Our Belonging. I believe that is the title. We'll go ahead and link it in the show notes for you, where really she and I dive into how safety is in our belonging. I mean, it's exactly that. And then another conversation I had with the amazing human James Olivia, relational fuckery. And in that episode, we spoke about how we belong ourselves and that no one else can belong us. So if you're desiring more of the healing transmissions and messages that we share here and that you receive here, then in the meantime, check out those two episodes. Both will be linked in the show notes for you. And again, just pause and take a moment to know that you don't have to choose one or the other. You can choose the both and. And with that, take really good care. And we will be together again soon with our very next guest, who I am so excited to introduce to you. Be well. Until we meet again soon. I want to take a moment to honor and acknowledge the amazing support team that helps make this podcast possible for you. Starting with Diego Velazquez, our podcast editor and the talented artist who created our custom music. Ana Olvina, my wonderful assistant who creates all of our beautiful graphics and the transcript of every episode, which you can find over at www.fierceauthenticity.com. Biana Sandich, who writes our amazing show notes and does it so well that I bet you couldn't tell it wasn't me. The talented Jillian at Epoxy Studios, whose photography is our cover art and pretty much every other curated image that you see of me on social media. My husband, who puts up with me when it's 11.30 p.m. on a Sunday night and I'm like, hey babe, I gotta record a podcast episode. Like, right now. Is that okay? My higher power, whose divine wisdom flows through me to bring these messages to you. And last but not least, I want to thank you, my listener, so much for listening in. If you'd like to join the podcast support team, some ways you can do so are by rating and reviewing the podcast, sharing it with everyone you know, and if possible, making a financial contribution through the link in the show notes so that you too can be part of the team elevating this podcast and making it possible to bring to other listeners like you. 
I'm sending you so much love, and we will be together again soon.